0: Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are once again on the Galilean trail of the Lord Jesus Christ, him going through the region of Galilee, uh, preaching and teaching and healing. And we have just left the Sermon on the Mount, a tremendous teaching, the foundational teaching of the doctrine of Christ. Each and every one of us who believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior and we consider ourselves to be disciples of the Lord and followers of Him, we really need to take time every year as we read through the Scriptures and as we study the Word of God to spend time in the Sermon on the Mount. These are the sayings of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we need to inculcate them. We need to ingrain them down on the inside of us. Uh, because in the Sermon on the Mount, that's exactly how Jesus expects us to be in this world. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And he's given us the Holy Ghost uh, that, uh, that gives us the strength uh, to do that very thing. Praise God. So uh, aren't you glad that you're complete in Jesus? Aren't you glad that you've made the decision to follow him? Praise God. Aren't you glad that you uh, bowed your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ and he has filled you uh, with his presence and with the power of the Holy Spirit? Praise God. Amen. So in this session, we're going to leave uh, the teachings of Jesus and the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to continue on with the healing, powerful healing. Uh, ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to say this right now, that uh, through the entrance of the Holy Spirit, when he came down on the day of Pentecost and he empowered the church, uh, the ministry that we see in the Gospels concerning the Lord Jesus Christ is the ministry now that have, has been passed on to us. If Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit in the River Jordan, how much more do we, as his followers, need to be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit and to do the things that he did. Now, we may not do the works of Jesus in quality, but we can certainly do them in quantity. And there are plenty of evidences of the people of God carrying on the very ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the type of healings that we're going to be looking at today, I'm talking about um, just uh, miracles. Amen. We're going to see the working of miracles today and what we're going to study. We're going to see the gifts of healings and manifestation today. Uh, We're going to see how different people, and I think each one of these um, instances of the ministry of the Lord Jesus that we studied today gives us a, a different aspect of what you and I, Uh, our heart attitude where we need to be in him in order to receive uh, healing. And so uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to this study. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll jump right into uh, this session today. Uh, Father in heaven, uh, we're so thankful today, even in the midst of trial and turmoil and chaos going on in the world. We we are settled and the peace of God passes all understanding. And it's your peace, Lord, that keeps our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So uh, we're so thankful today. And we're thankful we have the teacher, the Holy Ghost, that is going to lead God and direct us today in the ministry of the Word of God. And Lord, uh, for me who am teaching and for those who are listening to this broadcast Lord, that brings great pleasure to you. Amen. The Heavenly Father, when we love your son and when we draw near to him and we desire to hear uh, the things that he said and and look at the things that he has done, that brings great pleasure to you. And so, Father, I thank you that... uh, And you said this, Lord. You said it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Praise God. So that's what we're going to study today. We're going to study more principles and, uh, and great things concerning your kingdom. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, praise God. Now, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8, and also this instance of the healing of a leper is also found in Luke chapter 5. So, let's go ahead and read uh, verses 1 through 4, and then we'll look at this uh, fantastic healing that uh, Jesus performed. Uh, Notice Matthew chapter eight, beginning in verse one. And when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. So here is this train, this throng of people uh, following Jesus after his teaching now. Uh, Now, uh, let me go ahead and just be perfectly honest with you. When Jesus was teaching on the mount, not everybody that came to that area was sitting down listening to him. See, and there are so many people that uh, that they come they come because they're curious they come for the miracles but they're not willing to be true followers of the lord jesus christ and that is such a shame amen that this great multitude that followed jesus down from the mount uh, did not take the time to sit and to listen and to learn how to be a follower of the lord jesus and we find that in the world today and we also find it in the church today, too. Uh, notice verse two. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him. Now, that's a very important uh, part of this, uh, this healing uh, ministry of the Lord Jesus, saying, uh, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately, notice that, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no man, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them, for a testimony unto them. Amen. Praise God. And then Luke adds, "Uh, yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus said often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And the reason being is Jesus no knew why uh, these people, he knew what was in man. And, and so um, many times uh, they would come, the multitudes would come to him for one, wrong reasons and he would withdraw himself. Amen. Praise God. Kind of reminds us of, a lot of the meetings and things that goes on today, uh, you go to these great meetings, and all these people are there, and everything is looks, you know, is so tip top, and and you could tell that people have poured thousands and thousands of dollars into these meetings. But the one person that you can't sense there is the Lord Jesus, and um, you know, we oftentimes are guilty of running after the pomp and after the glory when actually what we need to be doing is sitting humbly and looking for the Lord Jesus. Amen. And so here we are in this instance that there came a leper. Now, the, there came a leper is lethon lepros, and it actually just means a leper was coming towards him. Uh, he found Jesus, and he's coming towards Jesus. Now, can you imagine... What the disciples thought of this, they saw this leper coming towards them. Now, normally, lepers would have to shout unclean, unclean. They would have to announce that they were in a certain vicinity, vicinity rather, and uh, so that the people could avoid him. But here now, here's this leper. He's coming straight towards Jesus. Now, we have to ask ourselves a question. Now, what is leprosy? Well, leprosy is a bacterial infection. And once a person contracts leprosy over a long period of time, he's going to die and uh, his appendages will fall off. It's just a horrible, horrible, horrible disease. And in these days and also today it's contacted through it can either be genetic people born with this bacterial infection in their blood or it's contracted by um, con- coming into contact with the leper that is infected. I'm telling you, we have a lot of people that minister to lepers. They have an anointing to do that. Praise God. I tell you, it's just amazing how God God works through people who are willing uh, to be servants. Amen. And notice also that this leper came and he worshiped him. It comes from the Greek word uh, prosekune, And it means actually that he... Fell down before the Lord or he knelt down before the Lord and he just continued to worship him. See, he humbled himself. He humbled himself by stretching out prostate on the floor, on the uh, on the dirt, on the road or bowing his knees with his uh, with his face towards the ground. Amen. And he says this, Lord, if you will it, you can make me clean. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I will. You be clean. Notice the command. You be clean. He didn't look up to heaven and he didn't say, well, Father, if you will, you can be. No, Jesus took authority over this sickness because of something that this man had done. And because of Jesus' compassion, I'm telling you, Jesus is filled with compassion to heal those that have need of healing amen and of course the scripture says and immediately his leprosy was cleansed now when you see a healing take place immediately that is the spiritual gift of the gifts of healing in operation the gifts of healing defined is a a manifestation of the healing power of god where a person is either immediately healed or immediately begins to amend. For instance, uh, you're called to go to the hospital. There's a person on his deathbed, and the healing anointing is on you. When I say gifts of healing is being manifested, I'm talking about the healing anointing that is upon you. And you lay hands upon that person, and that person changes immediately, and the next day, instead of uh, the family making funeral arrangements, that person is discharged from the hospital or a person is hurt, uh, something wrong with that person physically, you lay hands upon that person, the gifts of healing come, and all of a sudden that person automatically is healed. Amen. Praise God. And see, that's the gifts of healing in operation. Of course, Jesus uh, didn't have the restrictions that you and I have. I mean, he operated in the healing anointing to the very optimum because Uh, God gave unto him the spirit without measure. See, you and I have the spirit by measure. We all work together as members of the body of Christ. The entire member of the body of Christ, each and every member of the body of Christ has the spirit without measure. But because we're many members, we carry a portion of that which uh, Jesus has spread abroad. Amen. Praise God. And so the the word worship uh, comes from the Greek word proskineo, and it means to kiss the hand. It's a token of reverence. And of course, uh, the leper said, Lord, if you will it, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I will. And immediately when Jesus touched him, do you understand that Jesus went beyond the law of Moses? He went beyond the I'm sorry, not the law of Moses. He went beyond the law of the of the teaching of the scribes and the Pharisees. And he touched that person, a leper. And I'm guaranteeing you. Now, it doesn't say this in the scripture, but I'm guaranteeing you that wherever Jesus touched that man, whatever the affection was, immediately when Jesus touched that man, that leprosy, that bacterial infection died. The power of Jesus. Well, folks, let me tell you something. There's power in us because we know Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. So right here, this passage is the clearest message that the the Son of God uh, came here to earth to express the Father's will concerning healing. And I know that there's people that, that don't get healed. And I know there's reasons for it. Amen. We can't say in any particular Uh, instance, you know, why that person gets healed. I know there's some reasons why people do not get healed. But I'm telling you, one of the reasons why this leper was healed was because of humility. And I think that's the one of the qualities that enables us to be healed is that we are humble. Amen. That we go to Jesus, not as. uh, And I know that there's a lot of people when they talk about sickness and disease, they have a very um prideful attitude towards sickness and disease. But <clears throat> this leper was at the end of his rope. He did not have any other options. He had lost everything. He was down to what was left of his life. And he saw Jesus and he came to Jesus. And Jesus healed him. Gave, Jesus gave this man back his life. Praise God. You talk about love and compassion. Jesus is filled with love and compassion. And folks, the church needs to be the same way. We need to be filled with love and compassion. And I know there's a lot of things going on in this nation and in this world that really makes us angry. But listen, there are people that are looking for answers just like this leper. Before this leper saw Jesus, he had no hope. But as soon as he saw Jesus, as soon as he came towards Jesus, hope was revived. Praise God. And that man went away from the presence of Jesus completely and totally healed. Praise God. Amen. Now, I remember years ago, a person that I went to church with, a woman, she was married to, uh, she was married uh, her and her husband were prominent members of this particular church, and she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And a friend of mine ran into her in a store and attempted to talk to this woman about it. You know, this woman said, "Oh, it's nothing, I ain't worried about it, it ain't it's nothing." Let me tell you something. Cancer is not nothing. Just like leprosy is not nothing. That woman died that breast cancer killed her physically. And see, there is an approach that when sickness and disease and it affects our body, there is an approach that we have to make. In other words, that is approach of humility. And we see so much uh, pride in the church today and I think that's one reason why a lot of people don't get healed is because they're not willing to humble themselves. This man was willing to humble himself. Why? Because he was at the place where he was absolutely without hope. Amen. But God gave him great hope. And don't you wish that you could follow this man's life and see how the re- how he lived the rest of his life out? I tell you, that would be a, been a wonderful, wonderful testimony. Amen. So um when sickness and disease attempts to attach itself to our body remember amen uh, let's be humble about it let's go to the lord let's spend some time praying let's spend some time fasting including fasting and our praying let's get before the lord let's hear from him amen let's go to the scriptures let's start reading over the scriptures let's start praying the scriptures amen praise god and God, God will show up. He will show up. He has, he is, and he will. Amen. All right. This next instance of the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus concerned a centurion servant. Now, and there's another lesson that we can learn here concerning receiving healing. Notice it says, now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. This is reading uh, in the gospel of Luke chapter seven. And a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loves our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue." Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come near unto you, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed." Now finishing this out in Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 9, he says this, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way as you have believed. So be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Now before we progress any further let me go ahead and say this if you and i are going to receive healing when our bodies are afflicted we're going to have to go to the word of god and this centurion he had some insight that the people of israel that jesus came to seek and to save uh, did not possess he understood authority and he said lord He said, all you have to do is speak a word and my servant will be healed because I understand authority. I also understand that you have authority over sickness and disease. So another area that we need to understand thoroughly when it comes to receiving healing is that we have to know our authority that it is in Jesus And in that authority, there is authority, the right and the privilege to receive healing. Now, I can't heal you. You cannot heal me. (laughs) Amen. Jesus is the healer, not us. But he has granted us authority because we are the children of God. We are the sons of God. God has granted us and given us the authority to lay hands upon the sick and for them to recover. But we're going to have to execute the kind of faith that this centurion executed. Amen. Notice he approached it. Notice once again, the humility of his approach to the Lord Jesus. He said, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Also, I'm not author- I'm not worthy to come to you. So I sent my servants. And I know that you have authority, Lord. And all you have to do is speak a word and I know my servant will be healed. That is a place of authority. That is a place of prayer. That is a place of power that most people in Israel at the time that Jesus walked this earth had knew nothing about. But notice what Jesus said. He said, I haven't found so great faith. I haven't found it in Israel. And all my wanderings in Galilee and all of my wanderings and teachings and preachings in Judea and in Galilee and even in my hometown. I haven't found this kind of faith. Don't you know that just thrilled Jesus? Don't you know that just got him so excited? So pleased, praise God, that he found somebody who was a centurion. He was a stranger. He was a foreigner. He was part of the occupation of Israel. But yet this man knew Jesus as a healer and he recognized the authority of Jesus. That is powerful, powerful. And of course, Jesus says this. He said, uh, uh, many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Who's Jesus talking about? Well, he's talking about the centurion, but he's also talking about us. But then he says this, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, they're going to be rejected. Why? Because they've rejected Jesus. If we reject Jesus, he is going to reject us. He has no choice. That's the law. You'll find that in in the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that we're running to him? We're not running away from him. Praise God. Well, this centurion ran to Jesus and he understood authority. So what happened? Well, his servant was healed in that very same hour. Amen. So not only do we need to understand humility in our approach to the Lord, but but we also need to understand our authority when we approach the Lord. All right. Now, here's the last uh, healing miracle that we're going to study today. It's found in Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 11. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier and they that bare him stood still. And he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us. Notice they didn't call him Messiah. They called him a great prophet that God has visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. Amen. Now, isn't this a very interesting and if I can use the word awesome, an awesome display of the power of the Lord Jesus. But I want you to notice some things here. It was the compassion of Jesus that drew him to that poor widow woman. The compassion of Jesus. And there's something about us having compassion for them that are out of the way that creates a movement of power and anointing that affects many things. It can affect healing. It can affect just a, a, a person coming to Jesus. I tell you, the church, we have an opportunity. And that opportunity is to have compassion upon people who don't know anything at all about the Lord Jesus. You remember that old saying, you know, that Jesus said this. All men will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Amen. Jesus said that. And then the song, all men shall know you by my love. Well, I tell you, compassion is an essential part of of the dynamics of healing amen and of course this word compassion means to be moved as one's bowels in other words uh the the very center of our being uh, the very center where, where love is and where pity is is moved. love and pity is moved towards this person that's exactly what uh happened to jesus uh the very seat of love and pity moved towards this person and towards this dear, dear, dear widow, that that was her her son was her livelihood. Amen. And notice that all the people after this this great miracle, notice that Luke records a fear came upon all the people, and they glorified God. And that's really, to me, that is the third. It's not the last, but it's the third uh, thing that we need to understand concerning healing is that healing is for the glory of God. It's not for the glory of us. Amen. It's for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we must be humble. We must understand and know our authority. And whenever we are healed, And whenever we go to heal someone else, lay hands. It's for God's glory. It's not for our own. Praise God. Amen. Jesus is going to be glorified. Amen. And he should be glorified in everything that we say or do. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, Lord. Uh, We tread softly concerning these things because, Lord, they are sacred. They are sacred. Minister the word to us. Father God, and through us, Lord, and help us to be the kind of people that you would have us to be. And Lord, we give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your son, Jesus Christ.